Hey everybody, Pastor Marcos here. Today on Goodwill Talk, you're going to hear a special flashback episode from way back in Season 7. You're going to hear Jess and I talking about how to study theology, where to start, all of that good stuff. And you're also going to get a sneak peek of our special guest host for the entirety of next season. All of that is happening on today's flashback episode. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you with brand new stuff next week. to another episode of Goodwill Talk. It's great to be with you today. My name is Marcus Ortega. I'm one of the pastors here and one of your co-hosts. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jessica Kilduff. Jess, how's it going? I'm great. You're doing well? Um, yeah. Hey, what's your summer look like? What are your plans? Uh, I don't have any particular plans. I mean, obviously my kids are off of school. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie has tutoring that she does a couple of days a week. So we just okay. hang out though. I, I try to like... Are you a traveling family? Do you guys no. do? No. Okay. No. Well, because Matt works a lot. He does oh, refrigeration, yeah, yeah, yeah. air conditioning, which, you know, breaks during the summer more. So yeah. he's he's usually pretty bit busy. So no, okay. we go up to Roscoe. My parents have a cabin on the river there. Nice. So we'll go up, you know, most weekends if we can. And that's why if you don't see me in church, I'm that's where I am. Okay. And, sure. um, you know, we try to go up for a week or two if we can. All but, right. Hey, but uh, no, no, we don't do anything. It's fun. So, we just hang out and enjoy ice cream. And so when this swimming. episode comes out, if, if it comes out <laughs> as scheduled, I will be on an airplane to Memphis at about this time um, for General Assembly. Oh, so, I'm like, why are you going to Memphis? Going you to don't Memphis have family there. For, I don't have family there. Uh, Aaron and I are going down. So the Evangelical Presbyterian Church has their General Assembly every June. And uh, this year it's in Memphis. It's it's in Memphis like five out of six years or something like that. Do it's you want to ex- explain what... Gem- well, first say who's with us and then tell us what the General Assembly is. I... All right. Mostly uh, no. Well, but yeah, I'll, intru- I'll introduce this guy over here in a second. But um, no, <laughs> General you Assembly, wait. you can wait. General Assembly is just when the pastors and elders from the churches uh, across the country come together and, you know, we, there's decisions. We assemble. There's decisions that have to be made, <laughs> votes that have to be made, meetings, networking, all of that. It's a really good time. It's a really exhausting time, but it's also uh, a core to the church. It's an important part of w- of our connectionalism. We're connected to the other EPC churches around the country. And sometimes we have to do some things together. And this is where that work gets done. And so uh, I'm excited. It's a lot of work, but it's a good time. I always enjoy seeing folks that I only get to see once a year. So that's happening. Um, Be praying for the EPC this week as we assemble, um, much like the Avengers. Speaking of... Avengers. Speaking of Avengers, we are here today with Pastor Tim Sherritt. Uh, How you doing, Tim? Uh, not living up to that name. Hold but. on now. <laughs> this is, I've, I've created my own trap. I have to ask the question. If you were to be an Avenger, which one would you be? Oh, that's not fair. Cause I think I want to be a little bit of all of them. Oh, come on, man. You got to narrow this down. You got to pick one. Well, I mean, you know, it, I want to be worthy to carry the hammer. So, you know, so you I guess, Thor. I guess Thor, or Captain but, America, he can hold the hammer Yeah, as we learn. He, that is true. He, is, he yeah. can hold the hammer, but he's not as strong as Thor. I'm going to start and calling him Captain America. And he doesn't shoot lightning. So, you know, he doesn't. I mean, that's, that's true. That's a handy little tool occasionally. That's a fun tool. How about you? Who would Useful you be? for church discipline. <laughs> so, so the Avengers are Marvel. Is this yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I don't really know. No, we're not doing, yeah. we're not doing the, the Batman, Superman stuff. We're okay. doing like Iron Man so, and Captain America so, and all them. Get, so get the, it together, Jess. I don't really know anything about it, except I started playing the Lego Marvel. 
uh, Marvel yes. game the other day. So I'm like 7% into the game. So I don't really know anybody. Oh, know I have no, I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. I, I would. I would so uh, who's the guy who turns green? That's the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. You I would be a good Hulk. I'd be him. Cause, and I, I feel like I have a lot of that, you, you know, li- you like you fractured like personality. Yeah, we won't. You like, won't like me when I'm angry. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole. That's just. Just is the whole. Yeah. I like, do Spider-Man. When I get angry, I get things done. Mm. Yeah. I love I'm gonna Spider-Man. call that though. No, I'm not gonna let myself be passed over on this one. Oh, oh who would you be? He's jumping in for I've Spider-Man? Been Spider-Man since I was a kid. Oh, I could see You've that. You've been Spider-Man since you were a kid. Doing the job, literally. That's you're actually <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> All right. I that's a great man. opportunity for us. For unpacking, that's yeah, it. we're gonna no, 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 no impact needed. That. It's, <laughs> that's, that's set in stone. That's All set right. in stone. Oh man! Well, if you're taking, if you're taking Spider Man, then now I'm. Now he's been my favorite this whole time. So who who would I be now? I don't I know. know. I like Iron Man too, though. Iron I mean, Man's legit. Oh yeah, he's the red one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> The red one. That's a newbie. This is, I, I don't uh, come. He's the red one. <laughs> I don't come from a comic family. I don't either. I come Marcos from like a show tunes family. Way out geeks me here, but oh, uh, I like the movies. But he's my, like, well, that's not how it happened in the comics. I'm like, okay. My nerd that. level. My nerd level is oh, high. Dude, you're at the, I gotta yeah, be honest. The, I, I the, don't. The think needle that's is pinned. Hard for people to believe. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> was it because a few weeks ago I was out there with a lawnmower and everybody, I, I had like three or four people say to me, you know, that was upside down, right? Yes, I knew it was upside down. I, I'll but say. But legit thought I might not realize. So we were in Roscoe, but I was, <laughs> I, we watched the live stream and um, that when you first did it, you did it the right way. And then when you were doing it the other, and I was like, but it was loud. Yeah. Duh, when you did it the right yeah. way because the blades were turning the whole time instead of just on the turns. Yeah. So I was like, he did that on purpose. There were I two know. reasons why I flipped it over. <laughs> One, I didn't want the sound. And don't take your toes off. Well, I was I literally wore steel toe <laughs> shoes that day just, just in, in case. Gun, just in case. But the second reason was I didn't want to accidentally catch a thread or something as I'm going and just rip that carpet to shreds. Rob so. appreciates you did that. That's funny. I'm, I was thinking because I watched the live stream too. I yeah. was in Beacon or Port, where was I? Port Jervis. And I'm like, why is he wearing boots? Because <laughs> you had like a tie Straight on. Straight up. I did not want to mess that uh, up. I saw the boots, but I just figured that was part pain. of your like, you know, like lawn mowing motif. Like it was like another oh. part of your caricature yeah. for the that sermon sweater and a tie <laughs> sweater tie and, a, and an ice, ice cold cup of water so let's go ice cold now cup of to water uh, let's go now all of this all of this leads us to a discussion of theology somehow i don't know how yeah um, rather but, indirectly but from summer to the Avengers to how do you study theology? And that is what we're talking about with Pastor Tim today. Um, And really, it's not a, we're not talking about how to study theology from like, first you read this, then you read that, this, that kind of thing. It really is about the heart behind the study of theology. Um, There is a a phrase that we use, I don't want to call it a cliche because it's true, and cliches can often just be dumb statements, but this is an actual true statement. Theology leads to doxology, that the study of scriptures, and you actually referred, you you kind of referenced this last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. We study the word to lead us to greater worship. Right. We do doxology theology, is praise, right. the glor- to glorify God, to praise God. So, so um, why is that heart behind theology so important? And that's a, that's going to be the question we kind of flesh out over the whole time together. But some initial thoughts: theology leading to doxology. Why is it the right mindset to have? Uh, well, I mean, I think you can use the example of the wrong way to do it by looking at many who have 
mastered their understanding of scripture, maybe know more than a lot of other people, but that knowledge to kind of quote Paul in first Corinthians puffs up, right? It's the, the, the center is on me. The, the buildup is about me. Like, look what I know. Look how informed I am. So it's about glorifying yourself rather than glorifying God. So it's, you know, to make another reference to the, our series on the commandments, it's, I have another God before me. It's me. Right, you know, it's the self. It's lifting yourself up. It's pride. So I think that's probably one of the most fundamental needs. It, if we understand ourselves as creatures, which is what we are, with we have, we're finite. We have limitations. Um, trusting in this, in the, the Word of God to be the revelation, ultimately in Christ, but also in the inscripturated Word. Of my understanding, but this is how this is my lens. This is my insight into the person who saved me, the, the the being who saved me, and my understanding of that. As I grow in that, um, it drives me to worship. So it, you know, how worshipful are you when your understanding of God is increasingly truncated? Right, the bigger God gets, the bigger the Creator gets the more likely the creature falls on his or her knees before the creator. Uh, but if, if you become bigger because you've learned and you're now learned, which is, you know, it's like, is it blessed <laughs> or blessed? Is it learned or learned? But, you know, as you become learned... Depends on how much learning you've done. <laughs> I want to sound really cool, I say learned. <laughs> so, as you become that way and that becomes your center, then, right. it's, then it's about you. So you're, you're, it's, that's, there's nothing worshipful in that. It's mm. sinful, really, you know, so... I feel like it really also just helps keep perspective, like you said, of like how, like I can't even grasp how big God is. I can't even grasp how awesome God is, how much God loves me. And so I feel like the the more that you study and the more that that you're in the word, that it keeps that perspective of like, I am nothing and can do nothing but worship. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. When when people go about the work of studying theology, what are some of the, you know, there's being puffed up, that's one pitfall. Mm -hmm. Are there other pitfalls that people ought to be aware of that can distract us from the doxology that is the goal of theological study? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you name a couple, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, short answer, yes. Um, so I, I think one way to try to get at the answer to that is maybe to think systematically. Um, what, do I, what is the foundation of systematic theology? How do I think systematically so that I can sort of look at Scripture with a grid and understand that? Or maybe confessionally is another way to think about that. But what tools do I use to sort of guide or as guardrails to make sure that I don't get zeroed in on one area of study and just start, well, I see this in the text, so it must be true. So I'm, I'm off on my own rabbit trail because I've determined it's there. So the benchmark is history, uh, the, the, those who have preceded us in the faith, those who's upon whose shoulders we stand is, is sometimes it's said that way. Uh, how am I measuring myself against it? So one of the things that, you know, let's look at it this way. An important part of the sermon preparation process that we do every week when we're preparing sermons is we do all the work, but at some point we're going to check some commentaries. 
because we want to say, well, let's just make sure I'm not out in left field here. Let's see what some other sound trusted theologians say about this text. So I'm not just rabbit trailing here, making up my own stuff. Right. It's unlikely I think that I you've un here. discovered something brand new that right. nobody has ever found before. Yeah. And every heresy starts like that. Yeah. Right. You know, I think I've discovered something new. Right. I've had a revelation. Stop right there. You know, danger, <laughs> you know, danger, Will Robinson. No, you've not. Um, the, the word of God has been revealed to the people and that, you know, any number of theological systems in throughout the history of the church tend to start when they think I've discovered something new. And yeah. so the church has been wrong for the first thousand years. Right. Right. <laughs> like super dangerous. Probably, right? probably you're not the brain that cracked the code of 2000 years of church error. Right. Exactly. Like that's a, but okay. I, if before, that's true, God's left the church in the dark for 2000 years waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the whole puffed up thing comes to mind there. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, before I ask the next question, Tim, about a word that you use that I want to parse out a little bit, Jess, I want to ask you this question because I think um, I know how we would answer. So I'm curious how you would answer this. One objection I hear whenever the study of theology comes up is that we don't need doctrine. We don't need theology. We just need our relationships with Jesus Christ. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have theology. So, yeah, tease that out, though. Like, why? Because, well, so theology is... Wait, I think I, I pulled up a... Oh, no, I changed it. Maybe I did. Oh, here, yes. A definition is the study of the nature of God and your religious belief. So, like, if you have a relationship with God, you have a belief about who he is and about what he's done and about how you fit in there. So you, you have belief. You have theology. And if... I mean, and, and I feel like everybody at different points in your walk have different uh, depths of theology, maybe. I mean, I mean, not everybody's going to like be pulling out what's the guy, Bob Inc., and reading him. Yeah, Bob and, Inc. And, 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 you know, 